Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I want to know how you guys are doing. How the heck is everybody doing on this fine day? You know, I thought I was doing decently. I'm sort of clawing my way out of a fun little stressy, depressy time. You know, I was getting my life to some semblance of decency and organization and moderate health. And then the world has a way of humbling you to the tune of, you remember that song, Crying in the Club? Yeah, I, I don't really go to the club anymore. It's been a long time. But I lived out my own version, the mid-30s version, which is crying in a Uniqlo. That's where I ended up this weekend. And I've been telling you guys about how I'm just, I'm, I'm trying so hard to be on this fashion journey. I've had some of you help me in the most incredibly kind and generous ways. And there's still just something about going into the bright light, techno music, aisles of just clothes that at a glance all seem the same, but I know will look vastly different on me. Every single emotion that I thought I had dealt with, maybe suppressed, maybe didn't even exist. It, it all comes out. It just, it, it does something. It, it's my kryptonite, basically. Clothing stores are my kryptonite. That's just, that's just the world keeping you humble. You know, if you've had your own version of crying in a Uniqlo this week, just take whatever is the opposite experience for you and go do that. For me, it's going to Canadian Tire. <laughs> and like from what I understand, I think that's like the Canadian version of a Target for you Americans. Listeners, all the continents, tell me what your equivalent is of sort of like a highly addictive general store. Something about the fact that it's this combination of like tools and car parts and kitchen supplies, it makes me feel excited and like I'm getting my life together. I could buy a, a spatula oil for an oil change that I'm going to pretend like I'm going to learn how to do myself and never will. Uh, bungee cords for I don't know what, just in case. It makes me feel like the world is my oyster. And so think if they just sold trendy clothes in there. I know they sell rain boots and like hunting jackets, but if they could just put some trendy clothes in there, uh, President of Canadian Tire, if you're listening, if you could just maybe like put in some fun, cute, trendy clothes, Maybe then I'll actually, maybe I'll actually complete my style journey because that evokes uh, the opposite reaction, which is relaxed and hopeful versus uh, the complete despair of a department store. Is this dramatic? Yes. Did I ever say that I was anything different? Uh, nope. Couldn't even pretend if I wanted to. So I'm going to get right into it because we have a jam-packed episode today. I'm going to give you a bit of the lay of the land, okay? So today I have on Eve Parker Finley, a musician and comedian, and some of you may or may not be aware, she is a Montreal legend and celebrity. There is such a cult following of Eve within Montreal. 
I myself had to edit out some of my fangirling because it was it was egregious. But like, just to give you an idea, uh, we only did our interview a couple of days ago. But in that time, I think I had one person ask me like, oh, what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, I got to do a recorded podcast with Eve Parker Finley. The response I got, oh my God, Eve Parker Finley. Like I saw her in the street and I, I was too shy to say hi. I'm like, yeah, same. Then the next day I went to a show and, and the person next to me, I heard them going, I just saw Eve Parker Finley in the crowd. Like this is the type of reaction she gets from people she's normally out there just making incredibly classy music and and doing highbrow comedy and so i got to bring her down to my level which is the frequency of just trashy bravo trash that we love to revel in around here we got into the real housewives of beverly hills analyzed them as a character study and as essentially the modern day shakespeare i have a bonus episode along with a Patreon episode, because I don't know, one of my love languages is gifts and words of affirmation. And that's why I blubber on about how much I love you guys. And that's why I want to show up on your doorstep and, and give you a little like homemade trinket or something. I can't do that. So I'm just going to put out basically as much content as I can. So this bonus episode will be coming out on the main feed on Wednesday. It's a deep dive with Meredith Lynch into the most batshit crazy luxury retreats to the stars. We get into one that it, it makes Teddy Mellencamp's all-in cult look tame. Y'all hear all about that on Wednesday. Also, there's one that is, it is self-described as a luxury ayahuasca retreat, and it is probably exactly what you're picturing, but we need to really unpack all of that and the 10K that these things cost for a brief luxurious foray into like total fucking madness. So that's on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, I did a little Patreon episode with Sammy P. We did a deep dive into celebrity birth charts and got into what makes them tick. So we covered Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, Mary Kay, Ashley Olsen, Paris Hilton, Mark Stewart, um, Aaron Carter, who I think by just fully deep diving into his birth chart, I can finally stop talking and thinking about him. As one of you pointed out, he is my canary in a coal mine. In that when I know that I'm engaging with his content a lot, that's when I know I'm spiraling into depression. So that's where I've been and that's where I'm trying to get out of. But it's like, you know, when you have a song stuck in your head, they say you have to listen to the song all the way through to get it finally unstuck. I think that's what I had to do with Aaron Carter. So all of that will be out on Wednesday. If you'd like to subscribe and support the pod, you'll get that in an extra episode every week. It's $5, patreon.com, such it's become a whole thing. Or if you'd just like to support, you can rate with a five-star rating, subscribe. If you have less than a five-star rating and some constructive feedback, hey, my DMs are open. Let me know. And if you have unconstructed feedback, let me know your address. I can send you a tiny boat. You can write that down, put it in the boat and just send it down the river. And I think it'll get to where it needs to go. Okay. So that's it for top of the show. Thanks for being here and let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with Eve Finley, musician, comedian, and real life person. Eve. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. Thanks for being here. Right off the bat, I have a confession to make, which is I that <laughs> last summer I saw you walking out on the street and I followed your, t- <laughs> and I followed your TikTok for a while and I was in my car and I got starstruck, thought of saying something, but I thought, okay, I don't want to be that person yelling something out of a car. So I was like pondering what to say. And then by then the light changed and I just had to keep driving and I felt <laughs> really ridiculous about myself. So 
Well, you know, it's okay. I have been yelled at outside of from a car, like both as a recognition thing and as a um, harassment thing. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's nice to meet like this. It's nice to talk yeah. like this better. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think that's generally <laughs> when people are being yelled at out of a car, it's usually not positive. Uh, so, right. but when even- it is, when it is positive, it's like, it's so fun. Someone's like, you look great. Although I don't know. Now that I say that out loud, I'm like, I don't know. No, but that is like, those were the things that I was turning through my head. Like, I love your TikToks. And then (laughs) I was trying to think of a way to say something that didn't sound stupid. And then it was too late. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go about my day. (laughs) Well, next time it happens, now you can do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny because Montreal is a city, but it really feels like a small town. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you live here, you you see that like you just you kind of see the same people absolutely I'm very familiar with my grocery store cashier for example okay yeah (laughs) and to continue me like rambling on like a stalker um I saw a TikTok you made where I think didn't you say you went you went to a cafe and they switched to your music yes like it was an ice cream store oh no no well it weirdly happened twice in one week and has never happened before or since (laughs) there was something in the ether that week where I like was in a cafe having a meeting with with a a friend who works in in music and we were talking about like music business stuff and then we were sitting there and one of her songs started playing in the cafe and then we were like that's weird and then one of my songs started playing like this is so strange and then later the barista came over and like sat down beside us and was like that was me and then started talking to us and you're like oh this isn't virgin radio just like picking up no (laughs) 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 well I mean that's it's very exciting okay so you're musician slash comedian would you say like Mm -hmm. that's the order that it goes is there an order (laughs) (laughs) well Yes, mostly just because like comedy is something that's actually very new to me. I have always like appreciated comedy and thought it was funny. I did stand up once in like 2018 at like a very community open mic situation. And and I've been playing music my whole life since I was like a little kid. And I've been making music as my own project for like six years or so. But it wasn't until the pandemic when I was like watching TikTok like a lot of other like millennials who like finally got on TikTok and started watching. And I found it so entertaining and I was like stuck at home all day and I had left my job and I was getting CERB and government subsidies. And I was like, you know what? I want to try doing this. And then I spent like a year making so many TikToks (laughs) and trying to like master the art form. Then after lockdowns, I like have started doing comedy in real life again. So yeah, they're both important to me. Oh, yeah. Any listeners who aren't from Canada, CERB was basically the government paying us. I think they did like a one-time payout to Americans, maybe once or twice. Yeah. Um, we kind of we kind of got that good government money every month for a while. Yeah, two grand a month for like, what was it, six months or something? Seven months? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Daddy Trudeau is treating us well. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, I have a question about the comedy. When you yeah. tell people you're a comedian, do people ever tell you to tell them a joke? Oh my God. I was literally thinking about this <laughs> last night because it has happened, but it hasn't happened in a while. And I was walking home last night being like, you know what? I really need to come up with like two jokes to say in that specific instance. 
So like if someone's like, oh, tell me a joke, I have something on the go. But usually when that happens, I'm like, I don't I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, every comedian that I've ever loved has said that that's a reoccurring thing. That people are like, yeah. oh, you're, co- you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Yeah. And Um, they don't do, people don't do that for like accountants. It's not like, oh, you're an accountant, like do my taxes right now. Well, or maybe they do. (laughs) Probably in tax season, they're getting chased down by every acquaintance they've ever had. But, but year round, no. Yeah. Dancers, people don't say do a little dance for me right now. (laughs) Do a little dance. (laughs) Do a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite comedians, Heather McMahon, said that she got so pissed off with this happening every time she got in a, in a taxi and just going somewhere. So she started saying, um, when people say, what do you do? She said, I tell stories about my life. And she said, they mm-hmm. just get really weirded out and, and like, don't want to ask any follow-up questions. They're like, uh, no, no follow-ups. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why for strangers, I often introduce them. I'm a musician, which has its own follow-up question, which is, oh, what kind of music do you make? And musicians are so weird about that question too. <laughs> Especially because growing up, most musicians mm-hmm. generally fit them into a category. I'm thinking of like the CD store, you know, you go to like the rock section, the pop section. And now it's just all a smorgasbord, I guess. But yeah, totally. How do you how do you answer that question? Um, I usually say I usually say what I do and then like a few different genre points. Like I play violin, I play piano and synth and sing and produce electronic stuff i make like indie music that's kind of contemporary classical electronica a little bit of a little bit of pop to me it's like transcendent melodic like journey love that (laughs) (laughs) that's what i tell that's why i tell a prospective date when they ask it's a transcendent melodic journey (laughs) (laughs) both me and my music yes Well, yeah, your music is like the type where like, I'm usually multitasking. I'm usually doing a million things at once, but it's music that I, I want to close my eyes and just like lay on the right. floor and just, which oh, I love that. I haven't done in a long time, but I, I don't know. It, that's the, that's the vibe. I love uh, that. Do you get any other annoying musician questions? But, but musician to me, it's like, it's a label that people are aware of, but they're also like, I imagine some people are like, that's not, a, you know, is that a job or, you know? Yeah. But how do you make your money though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, well, it's like you first, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, if you would pay me for what you consume of what I create, then, then I would be making more money. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy the arts? <laughs> <Do you? laughs> because I provide that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I'm so jealous. People say of, that sometimes too. Of, of what? Just that, like, I think sometimes people think it's like being a performer or a creator is just like, you get to have fun all day. Um, and that's true, (laughs) but it's also like a lot of work. So I don't think people understand that. I'm cautious about how I talk about like, like, like sponsored content, for example, like, um, Mm -hmm. explaining how that's like a source of income for, for me now and how, yes, you get, you can get like paid by a company to like post about something, but it's like a lot of time and work that goes into each one of those, like months of emails and back and forth and it's not just like someone sends you a check one day for a simple little post well it's funny like you mentioned dating before and I'm thinking it kind of feels sometimes like online dating where it's like totally so many people reach out and then there's like false leads or they're just like I'll pay you one dollar for yes 20 videos and you're like no (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, honey, no. <laughs> That's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I will pay you an exposure. I'm like, well, it's funny because actually the last time I checked, my phone provider does not take payment yeah. for my phone bill in exposure. So yeah. it's not going to yeah. work. I mean, whatever. I feel like I spend a little more than I would like to on here kind of, I want to say maybe complaining about issues that I have with this whole world. Oh, yeah. Because I am newer to it. So I am dealing with the world of just trolls and having, yeah, just Same. having, just just having people yell at me. It's a very weird mm-hmm. thing. Um I start. I I recently joined a little like we almost have a little like support group uh, for podcaster. I love uh, creators. that. Yeah, yeah. Because because when you tell other people, I don't know. It, it almost sounds a bit disconnected or not not realistic. Like um, I was I was this week talking about how people were making fun of the sound of my voice, and I was just oh, and 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 on the other hand, it's like I had someone. Um, rate the podcast and they were like fake woke like social justice warrior mm. pretends to care I'm like that doesn't affect me at all because I'm like okay bye like mm-hmm. if, you know if, you, if if me talking about social issues bothers you then you're you are not my target audience mm-hmm. please please move along um have you heard of the Joe Rogan podcast but <laughs> but but yeah I don't know it's it's uh yeah it's random what gets I don't know what gets under your skin do you, do you totally find- absolutely and I think people who aren't in the world are like tempted to be like oh just like don't read the comments and you're like you you like (laughs) reading the comments is like part of the job in a way to like be on top of what's happening and in your community of people that are like supporting you also it's also where you get like positive reinforcement so imagine if you heard a bunch of people whispering about you and you were just like keep walking don't try to lean in and hear what they're saying yeah it's easy (laughs) (laughs) something i like that you've done is you've taken troll comments you've turned them into songs Mm -hmm. really like bops too thank you (laughs) (laughs) like i almost wish i had some musical prowess just for that yeah honestly that was a huge i haven't done it in a while also because i haven't gotten as many troll comments in a long time weirdly i don't know what's happening Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But also <laughs> it's funny because it completely shifted my relationship to getting troll comments. Like it helped me process it and it helped me turn these negative things into something that made me like when I was making when I'm making those songs, I have so much fun and I like laugh because it's like so ridiculous what I'm doing. And now when I see a troll comment, one of my first reactions is, oh my God, let me write this down. That's very healthy. It, That's really been helpful to me. It's like some cognitive behavioral therapy, like that you did on yourself via art. That's very, that's absolutely. Yeah. I kind of have the same where I'll sometimes take a comment and I'll go on the rant. I'll go on a rant about the patriarchy because usually framing it as me fighting the patriarchy makes me feel better because when people are like, oh, this is so stupid. I'm like, well, well, Jim, like, what do you, what do you do for fun? Is because watching reality TV is a hobby and it is legit. And so is liking mainstream things and mainstream music. I, I almost feel like I need to put a timestamp on this because I go on this rant so often or I'm like, you guys, <laughs> I skip ahead. But I'm just like, leave the girls, gays and they's alone with our shows and our and our Absolutely. things. And you can have your hobbies. Let people and, like things. Yeah. I am not going to sit and read philosophy after a long stress. Rate. I'm just simply not. <laughs> um, speaking of 
television. <laughs> Should we talk R-H-O-B-H? Yes! <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Oh Me my too. God. I was just saying um, off mic that Bravo is something where I feel like the people who watch it, it's all they want to talk about. And then the people mm-hmm. who aren't in that world are kind of like, eh. And, and I'm realizing too, there's a whole other subset of people that kind of want to get involved, but don't know where to start. So I've been kind of posting about that and getting people's answers lately on like, start here. I, I kind of feel like almost a fake Bravo fan because I, I've only gotten into Real Housewives in the last couple of years. Me too. Oh. I actually, this is, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this. Let's, I talk, started, let's talk about I, it. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> My Birkin. Yeah. My other Birkin. <laughs> do you have that rolling going through your head all day? Because I do. Let's talk about it. My Birkin. My other. But what? Between. between... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Is it divided? The collector community. Let's talk about it. <laughs> my, my favorite. My favorite of that was someone who had their iced coffee from Starbucks and their one that they made at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel that in my soul. <laughs> like. There are differences and we need to talk about it. My Birkin. My Birkin. My, Birkin, my other Birkin. Yeah. My other Birkin. I, oh my God. Charles Gross. I love oh. his voice and his smooth, shiny face. I don't say that. I don't know. It sounds like an insult. I'm saying it's a compliment. Like he just looks otherworldly. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Charles, if you're listening, probably not, but you're welcome. I was going to say you should get Charles on the pod. That would be awesome. I don't know. Charles is like, to me, I, I feel like he's going to the Hermes like launch parties, you know, like that sort of. Never seen ever. Yeah. 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 I can get in on, on that swath of society. Absolutely. <laughs> As I say this, I'm looking down at my um, podcasting setup. It's attached to like a stool that I found on the sidewalk, but you know what? Hey, <laughs> never say never. Um, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so you got into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I went through a bit of a health situation in January. It wasn't COVID. It was something else that meant that I was like pretty bedridden for like 10, 14 days. That's when I really got into Housewives. And I I kept cycling between Beverly Hills, um, Salt Lake City and Potomac. And Mm -hmm. I watched I would just wake up, sit on my bed all day and watch housewives for like 10 hours a day because that's all I could do and they really helped get me through a extremely difficult time so I'm always forever grateful I feel like it's such a common experience like I feel like people come to Bravo wound you know either emotionally, <laughs> like either emotionally or physically absolutely <laughs> you know I, I, I'm like a big Vanderpump Rules fan and I always say it pairs best I've with always been curious that's another thing where I'm like uh, maybe also need to put timestamps on because I Right. <laughs> I'm talk about it, but like I always say it pairs best with depression like right. w- when you're depressed like Vanderpump Rules just hits so good it is <laughs> that that okay for anyone listening who hasn't started yet I've had some people actually say from listening to the pod that because of that they started Vanderpump Rules which I'm mm. like that is my life's work is complete. the greatest compliment yeah if I can change one life through starting Vanderpump Rules but yeah guys it's not too late to start Start at season one or two. The first couple seasons happened before social media was a big thing, which is a really beautiful time for reality TV when people were just so messy and not concerned about online people. Right. Well, that's kind of like the beginning of Beverly Hills too. They all have like, they have like home phones, like landlines, <laughs> and then they have like Blackberries. Like really the, the Beverly Hills is a, is a story about technology. It's wow. Yeah. It's, it's a story of our modern world. Yeah. Um, 
and how we've all <laughs> we've all gone from the landline to traveling with the glam squad. <laughs> oh my god, the glam squad. That, that's something that has really changed is that they used to just go on trips, but now they all have in their hotel room. Right. Except um Crystal. Crystal. Crystal's like I'm putting <laughs> she's like I'm putting lip gloss on. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. yeah. And I also I'm like they're all beautiful. It is just she is the young. <laughs> no, but she they they are all beautiful, but I'm just saying like she is the youngest and she's like whatever, you know, I don't know. I think it's just Right, right, right. right. Uh, this isn't to like disparage any of them. I have deep sympathy for anyone any age whatever who has to appear in 4K. So true. Just oh. It reveals too much, even for the most flawless Botoxed away. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not meant to see that much detail on people's faces. No. Um, you know, seeing Beverly Hills and Glam Swads really has changed my definition of luxury for myself. Like it used to be like, I want to own a home. Now it's like, I want to travel with a glam squad. <laughs> I want a like, half million dollar basement renovation like Crystal. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, I don't even know if it's changed me because to me, it's it's like watching people like play house or like it's watching like dolls like play because they're, they're so just not real. It's so far removed from right. my, my reality that I'm not like, who, who would I hire? Who would, I guess, hair and makeup. I guess I do want someone to come and help me figure all that out. I want, I want someone like Erica's creative director or whatever, who's always like yelling at her and like telling her. Mikey Minden? Like, Mikey Minden, who's like, you know, like, yes, like, no, like, how about we do this? How about we do that? No, you can't do that. Like, that's what I want in my life. I don't want someone just to like put eyeshadow on me. I want someone to like boss me around a little bit. It's like that dress is disgusting. <clears throat> we wore it seven years ago in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. These people wearing things one time is like such a, another example of the disgusting like luxury. And, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wealth that's on display in the show, but it's still so fun to watch. But well, if I could be if I could live like one of them in terms of fashion, it would be mm -hmm. Deanna because Oh. I, and, and like her her pretending that she's allergic to stores and that people have to just send her things i'm like i'm like i am obsessed with that like i don't go to stores anymore. Yeah. her confession look also like is one of the best i feel like this like red like boobs out shoulders out is and the pink one with her like baby face oh yeah and she looks like a little like a doll like i'm not to clarify i'm not a Di diana stan i do not I do not like her. Um, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I also, okay. So <laughs> everything I'm going to say is alleged from here on out. Uh, I, I've heard so much about her mm. rumors and blind items before her going on the show. Um, mm. And they're pretty serious, the rumors about her. So have you, do you know? Oh, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about these people outside of them in my little screen, but I do want to know. I do want to know. Okay, so probably um, a lot of people who listen to this also listen to Beyond the Blinds. Um, and there's on episodes about Hayden Panettiere, there they talk about Diana and they actually mentioned it on the show i feel like being like earmuffs <laughs> to you <laughs> i know but the face i'm making I'm there's so there are a lot of alleged rumors about her being a high class like madam and basically human trafficker oh, right <laughs> so they like straight up asked her they're like are you a human trafficker she's like no like why do you say you that said, how could you say this to me with rumors that when there's smoke there's fire and i don't just mean like with a celebrity if there's like 
five, six people, or, or this has come up. I mean, I'm saying like, if there's so many blind items over so many years, I do think there is something there. I don't think that from your average person, there's like this massive bot campaign for, for what? So I do, I, I think it's, interesting she comes from a very very harsh background obviously bosnian refugee like can't Mm -hmm. you know none of if you're if you haven't lived that life like none of us possibly imagine there's a lot of rumors around this idea that she basically allegedly pimped out like hayden panettiere like Lindsay lohan maybe even like the kardashians in their early life like big time yeah like she was like running the whole yacht girl thing behind the scenes so there's that I said it. Oh, I was gonna wait. I was gonna, maybe, I was gonna maybe save this for like the Patreon for the end, but I'm like, I guess I'm feeling chaotic today. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So when I found out that she was gonna be on the show, like my jaw was on the floor. I was like, Diana Jenkins. Oh my god! Like, and then they brought it up. Very they sure did. And I don't That's think they're wild. done. And I don't think they're done with it. No. I hope. I don't know. I kind of hope not. But you don't. Okay. So you don't want to know about them, like behind the scenes, because I want to know everything i want to know all of the dirt but maybe that's me being a gremlin i don't know i'm of two minds about it because like on one hand i want to i i come to housewives i come to like a a play like shakespeare like i made a tiktok about i i consume it as entertainment and i want to be invested in people in the stakes of the show for entertainment purposes and i and i i worry about like getting too wrapped up in people you know like these in, in my mind I'm like yes these people are real but also like they're not yeah 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 well they're all, they're all playing a character especially on yes on exactly. Beverly Hills they're playing a character all of them yeah um but and I, I love that yeah and I kind of imagine that that's what the social scene is like in Beverly Hills like with cameras off I mean I don't I Brian. I think it's like them being themselves is also them playing a character like I don't think they're being these like rough I don't know it it just seems like a place of of this veneer it's funny actually often when I'm watching tv with my boyfriend I'll be like I'll be like pause there's all these rumors about this person it's like I wish you didn't tell me about this like I wish I I wish sometimes I could just watch (laughs) and like we're watching like a competition show or like drag race or like whatever and he's like I just want to like enjoy them as a judge I would not have been concerned about this person like you know and I'm like okay I need to like sit back (laughs) and also you know you you shouldn't judge people on their worst day but when the rumors are that you're like a human trafficker that's your worst day is maybe like something we need to talk about (laughs) absolutely absolutely I mean I think another interesting example is the whole Erica situation and because I actually have been like when Erica joined the show I was just like wow this is like the breath of fresh air that the show needed and I loved her in the beginning of the show so much I thought it was just so entertaining and so ridiculous and what a fall um, from grace and then that's that season with the whole situation the lawsuit is like very sad and dark and like kind of hard to watch the whole season has been hard to watch from so far it's been like painful and not fun and like and everyone seems disconnected from reality but not in a fun way erica jane having this erica jane character and like it's expensive to be me without the widows and orphans (laughs) in the equation like it's fun it's like this fun fantasy yeah but now it's like oh (laughs) this is okay this is my 
point though is like I'm conflicted about it because I still I can't tell if I just like am still holding on to the the old idea of Erica from the past but I still kind of love her and I like <laughs> I and I was kind of like I was kind of like on her side for most of even the dark. Okay, wow. <laughs> you know what? No controversial take. I know. We, well, uh, clearly, we love controversial takes around here. We well, we yeah. welcome. I mean, I'm getting right into <laughs> a little more exactly. heavier drama than maybe necessary. But no, okay. So walk me through that, like, because tell me more about think- this. <laughs> Your Erica apologist uh, stands. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I like. Before I before I go into my Erica apologism, I just want to say that before you, know, you get like, canceled, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really, the none of these people are like I'm really that invested in. I'm like, and I I think my brain is still approaching it as like this is a fictional show that I'm watching, even if like a bunch of the things that are happening are actually happening in real life. Also, you're not like sending her fan mail and waiting outside the courthouse, and, and absolutely not. Or maybe are are you? If you are, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not um but I don't know I like I believed I believed a lot of what she said in that season even though it was like kind of ridiculous I know the story changed a few times I know that she was I just didn't appreciate this whole like oh she's not like saying this in in with the right emotion or she's not saying this with the right words I'm like she's traumatized and I believe that and like maybe she's I can't imagine what it is would be like to try and navigate that situation, not only in public life, but also on this TV show, you know, and like with this whole scaffolding of legal trouble around you that would really prevent a lot of what you would be able to say. So I, I don't know what she actually knew or, or her involvement in it, but I, I'm more, I'm much more sympathetic than I feel like most people that I talk to. Oh, I love that. I mean, look, I, I really respect that she is, it's like, she's in this place, especially last season, but still now where it's like, your job is to reveal everything about your life or like as much as you mm-hmm. can about your personal life. And that's how you like get your check. And that's how you get renewed on the show is talking about everything that's going on. And mm-hmm. then you have this like super complex, like the biggest legal scandal one of the biggest legal scandals in California. So you're involved in that at the same time. And you've just lost your biggest source of income through your, <laughs> through your, your scamming husband. Um, yeah. And so you have to have that Real Housewives money. And, and like, you know, people were criticizing, like on the show too, were being like, she shouldn't be posting these like naked pictures of herself on her Instagram. <laughs> which like is kind of ridiculous at the same time like you know the, the widows the widows and the orphans and she's like ah fuck you look how hot I am <laughs> not just like not just like how hot I am but she was saying like insane things like baboons like what there was something about like eating her pussy like she was posting like like things that were like yeah, yeah, yeah. this uh, look okay we're sex positive around here but I was like girl like this, this is I don't know what this says about me but I loved it <laughs> But again, I was like, this is this is not a real I was thinking about it as like, this is not a real person. This is a caricature. This is entertainment. And 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 as a fellow influencer, I respected the hustle to like get sponsored content during that time and get paid because that was probably one of her like biggest sources of income at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I I come down pretty hard on on Erica and and on Rinna. But one thing about those two is they are hustlers. Like Rinna is if if she's one thing, she's oh, my God, you're 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 like a wait. Why do you not like Rinna? 
wait, you like, I'm like, why do you like it? We have, (laughs) (laughs) I love this when it, when there's different opinions. No, I know. No, 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 no. This is good because I'm not just trying to like preach to the choir out here. Like I'm a, I want to, I mean, there's like, I mean, okay. I want to put a pin in this and circle back as we say corporate speak. We, I'm like (laughs) in the the podcasting world. Um, Okay. I'm going to put a pin in this Uh, for Erica. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, like what, really got me about last season was how she was like I can't I'm not allowed to talk about it so like I get that there's I'm sure there's a lot of things that she can't talk about mm-hmm. but the fact that she kept the glam squad going and the fact that mm-hmm. and that even this season she said alleged widows and orphans I was like Erica those are real those are not those are literally not alleged they are literally widows and orphans like that don't have money and I'm like to what that you're you're saying you're implying that they're the scammers like these Indonesian widows and orphans got together with like burn victims in the u.s and like cancer patients you know like all these people okay, well got- you put it like that <laughs> <laughs> no 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 sorry sorry i want to like okay no, no it's but, real but, it's real it's so real but to say shit like that i'm like erica yeah. they are not alleged they're real but but for her to say i can't talk about it but then not to express sympathy like okay if i mm-hmm. found out that even through a freak accident i was involved in some kind of tragedy and that I somehow like profited off of without realizing mm-hmm. like I even if I knew I wasn't at fault like I would feel horrible and I would just at least be able to just it was kind of like what Garcelle was saying like she's yeah like, like where's the sympathy she's like well, I can't talk about it but then she but then she would kind of I don't know like skirt around it and talk about like her feelings about Tom and I'm like you are allowed to say like even if you want to absolve yourself look I didn't know but like I still I've been basically like using blood money for the last, like my whole life apparently. And I feel bad about that. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she could say that for legal <laughs> reasons. I'm like, and maybe she, I, I agree that she's probably leaning too far into that reason and like really playing up this like zero sympathy. And she probably does. She, she has some like messed up ideas about like who deserves sympathy in this situation. Absolutely. But I also don't, I, I think, you know, reality tv and signing over your your right to challenge any edits i'm like it makes sense to me that she would be super cautious about everything yeah well she i mean she's crashing she's crashing and burning and like going yeah. through it um what do you think about her behavior lately i'm keeping it neutral i'm not le- <laughs> asking any leading questions about her behavior <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how do you think about her um her being loose and free <laughs> I feel like I, I I feel the same way as Kyle kind of like it's it's nice to it's nice to feel that it's nice to see that she's like you know in one way happier and like letting loose a little bit but I also you know clearly there's an issue and you know like yes she's done some things that are a little over the line and and she apologized <laughs> so funny the like housewives like universe cultural norm of being like and I apologize for that (laughs) yeah so bitchy um and I hope she gets help but I don't think that I don't think the way that she's been called out by certain people has been very helpful who who, certain people what like Garcelle like Garcelle's like intervention I don't think has been very helpful just these none of these people know how to deal with addiction in a way that's very frustrating and sad to watch well I mean I kind of think okay so I love that we, (laughs) I know, I'm like, I'm living for the fact that we are at odds on basically every single Beverly Hills. I love Garcelle. I love Garcelle, just to say it. But but no, no, but even that point, so, so 
Garcelle obviously is very, she's very intimately connected to addiction, like her son, uh, just because you've had uh, someone with addiction problems in your life. Like it doesn't mean that, that you are good at handling it, but I uh-huh. do think her raising concern is a positive thing. Like to me, I mean, mm. what Erica's doing right now makes great TV, but uh, in reality, like to me, I see a woman who is like, her life is not going well. She's mixed in mm. what, what allegedly looks like a lot of pills and booze. And mm-hmm. as like a friend or even like as a coworker, which, you know, if you just want to reduce their, their relationship to that, I do think it's worth at least once just being like, Hey, little worried about you. And like, now I'm going to back off, like not be on their case, but like, just bring up that concern versus like, Dorit and Kyle be like, yes, girl, like loose and free, loving. That's true. Living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, is this <laughs> living? She's black. She's, She's passed out on the couch, like trying to have make a threesome happen with like um Garcelle's son, which like she said is a joke, but also she was like, no, seriously. Like she kept really saying, was I was like, happening. I'm like, this man is like married and sober. And she's like, give me a what's your number? No, come back. No, come back. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like. And tell yeah. like a 14 year old to fuck, get the fuck out of here. Like, right. I'm like, I don't know. Like what, what is your definition of like loose and free, especially well, Kyle too, like Kyle's because her sister Kim, like, and also probably Beverly Hills where they have infinite access to like, seems like they just get pill prescriptions written, like no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I don't totally. know. Um, so I'm sure they're all kind of like connected to it in some way, but yeah, to have these little like hype girls I don't think you need to shun someone like that or necessarily get on their case all the time but I think Mm -hmm. one little gentle like hey you told my 14 year old to get the fuck out of here you proposition my other son like maybe you need to like scale it back and like figure out your cocktail pill situation (laughs) I don't think that's the worst thing yes like I agree but I also think you know it's like a it's a public shaming in a way that I don't think is ultimately helpful for someone who's experiencing addiction. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, oh. no, no, <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I mean, no, look, look. I I'm don't saying... think any, I don't think any helpful intervention is going to come on TV though, on, on reality TV show like Housewives. I'm, I'm talking as if I'm being like so benevolent. I'm like, she needs real help, but really selfishly, I want TV. I'm like, well, you have to talk about it on camera because I want to see it. So like, so I'm being, you know, I'm like, I I need to like really get, I'll be honest with myself. Own it as Lisa Rinna would say like to the, I just, I just love like basically almost everything Garcelle has to say. Like she, Mm. to me, she's the only voice of reason to me. Mm -hmm. She actually says like what I'm thinking and what it seems like the average person is thinking. Okay. Tell me. I've got one exception though. Um, of what I don't like that Garcelle has done, um, which is really cutting through Crystal's experience, trying to talk about race and racism in in the amongst the housewives. Yes, I agree. I really agree. And I think Crystal is not perfect. And the way totally. that she comes off can be really off-putting, like I think kind of cold and like a little intense like she just doesn't quite she doesn't have a very good tact which also can be amazing when she's like I will not apologize like fuck you like she just you know like last season um to Sutton but like um my projection of what that was about onto Garcelle is that Uh the way that I read it she's good friends with Sutton and it's like if Sutton Mm -hmm. is a racist person then she then it's like her friendship has kind of been a lie or you know she has to really rethink things so it's like 
it's like, well, that can't be true. Cause like I'm friends with Sutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's annoying to me because this is like such an example of like what happens when like housewives tries to talk about like a real social issue is that they're so like third grader about it. Like, like their idea of racism is such a like, well, it's also such a like older generation idea of like, you know. Oh my God, if, like when if, Kyle was like, oh my God, is Crystal just a millennial? Like she's so sensitive. I was like, oh my God, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, like they, 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 they conceptualize racism as something that is like, like so black and white. And so like you are either a racist or you are not a racist and people are unable to like deal with the complexities of like behavior and internalize things. And this is what Crystal is trying to bring up to the group. And then she, she does. And then it like gets responded to with this, like, oh my God, how dare you like slander our friend and we're going to sue you and shit like that. And that's why she then is like, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about it then. Cause whenever I do it, it, like people freak out about it, but then her not talking about it and insinuating it also makes people freak out. So I have sympathy for Crystal. Cause I feel like literally she cannot win in this situation. I really couldn't agree more. Um, do you, I have a question. Do you watch Summer House? No. Okay. I highly, highly, <laughs> highly recommend it. I recommend uh-huh. starting with season three if you want to start anywhere. But it's the only conversation I've ever seen on Bravo about race that I was like happy to see was on mm. Summer House. Oh, cool. And and it was this and it was this moment where it's they're in the Hamptons, a super white environment. There's two um cast members who are black, and there was there was this guy, one of the people on it, like he kept mixing up their names and like mm. and being like oh whatever and they actually had like a full house meeting like they sat down and they talked about like microaggressions and like being like because she brought it up to him and he's like oh whatever whatever like I just mix up your names but she's like no but you like we don't understand lived, what we lived in the, yeah. we lived in the same house for two months like you literally act like you don't know who I am I'm in you know I'm a fish out of water and it was like they all cried like they talked oh. they like fully they were like please like tell us like more about your experience like the, and they were just like we're gonna be better in like these concrete ways wow transformative like really real Brian. and and so I was just like I love oh. that it wasn't like oh something horribly racist was said it was just like this mm-hmm. is an everyday thing that really builds up and is like this everyday experience and and that we can be like oblivious to as white people and so anyway it was just great it was a really good conversation and like where's the opposite on housewives happening where i'm like (laughs) i'm like sudden is this old rich southern lady i'm like she she might have said some pretty racist things and there's been rumors on tiktok i don't know if you've seen that have you have you seen um i haven't okay so (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna yeah alleged whatever um after she was like, I, I don't see color. And, and my, I don't fr- see, I don't see, I really don't see color. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, on, I, was, I, oh I don't think God. a lot of people saw this on Instagram, but, but someone asked which housewife I identify with. And I said, maybe Sutton. And I kind of take it back. So I'm like, not <laughs> because just the way that she only in the way that she's so fragile. Sometimes she's like, Oh God, I, right, can't, right. I just can't anymore. Like, wow. And sometimes I can be like that, but with the like face roller, not in any other way, not in the racist <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, my mate. Um, but anyway, so she was like, my friend, my daughter was in the hot tub with people of every race. And I thought oh, that's yeah. how the world should be. But this person on TikTok posted saying I had to stop being friends with Sutton's daughter 
and she she was Asian because of all the racist things she would say to me and she's like I was one of the people in the hot tub and I literally had to (gasps) cut her off as a friend because of how racist her mom was to me yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I and like and so this whole thing revolves around the fact that Crystal's like you said something problematic and Kyle's like I was there I'm like Kyle you're probably blackout drunk and also you wouldn't even clock these things like you don't even all you care about is yourself exactly and then Crystal's says the hot tub thing and they're like that's it that's all you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're yeah, a no, crazy I, millennial no they're all they're all I like that yeah she, she they're all invalidating her and they're like they're like crystal you're gaslighting us i'm like did you guys just learn this word and now you're like oh using it on her i'm like God. i'm like you you are gaslight she's not gaslighting you you're gaslighting her if anyone is and like the whole experience last year with crystal and and sutton and crystal just trying to like Sutton walking in while she was changing and then Crystal trying to express that that felt a little violating. And then everyone flipped out about her using the word violating. And um, yeah, I hated that. I hated watching that. I mean, it was entertaining, but I hated watching it so much because I was like, this is just so, I can imagine Crystal being in Crystal's shoes and that just being the most frustrating thing ever. Well, and like, you're allowed to feel that way just on its own. But to me, mm-hmm. if someone has that type of reaction, I would probably assume there's also some like trauma around absolutely. that. Like, absolutely. I think that's pretty safe to say like, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, not saying I know like what or what, whatever, like the details, but like, I mean, it almost feels like an overused term, but like, it definitely seems like a trauma response. Um, mm-hmm. And also she's had like eating disorder issues. It's been really open about totally. it. So I'm like, so I'm like, that is valid. Like, and she'll say like, I'm triggered right now. And they're like, why you're Crystal, you're so sensitive. Like, why would you bring yeah. this up right now? And she's like, I'm just telling you that I'm triggered. Like yeah. if you say I'm triggered, like it doesn't necessarily mean that like, this is rational it's a criticism. Yeah. No, it's just saying like, look, something set me off. And like, I just want you to be aware of that. And they're like, yeah. they're like, Crystal, why you bring this up? Like, why should you didn't bring it up before? And it's like, cause you guys were so difficult yeah. <laughs> and yelling at her. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Kyle? So I, um, over the 12 season, 13 season arc, (laughs) I really enjoyed watching Kyle's like, um, rise to being the protagonist, um, of the show. Uh, and I, I've always kind of, I've always kind of liked her, even if she's been kind of off a little bit. And this is the first season that I, in a long time where I'm like, oh, okay, now she's like doing things that are a little messed up. And I think it's sort of challenging her, her place as the protagonist. And I find that, I find that good TV. I don't like her as much as I used to. I don't not like her as much as I've heard other people say, but uh, she's a complicated figure. What can I say? I think her thing with Sutton was a little messed up. The whole like, did you, did you, when Sutton was like, I've also had a miscarriage. And Kyle's like, really? You never told me that. Is that true? <laughs> no, she said, that's bullshit. She, specific, oh she said, that's bullshit. I was like, Kyle. Oh my God. Kyle? Well, Kyle's always been someone who like cozies up to whoever's the most powerful on the show. Yeah. You know, I, Kyle, so that's what like, that was, I think. I'm glad she's on the show, but Kyle annoys me just because of, yeah, how much she sucks up to people who are in power. Like how much she's like, kind of like ass kissing Erica but then anything Sutton or Crystal says says she's like she's like ugh like you know just you know writes them off and then she's always trying to like be a producer too absolutely she's always like no no we are going to talk about it. like but 
in a way yeah. that is she I, I do think it's good to have on the show but sometimes it's like she's being so like okay you stand here okay now you stand here like we're gonna have this conversation now okay go like and yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, and I remember like at one point last season press was like I don't want to talk about this now and like it was almost like you could see Kyle's eyes being like that's not how it works around here like do you do you get it like we have to talk talk about it on camera but like that's how she's been around for so long um and I do think like she's one of Andy's favorites so I think like she absolutely yeah um but yeah I mean like I was just thinking about on ultimate girls trip I don't know if you watch that I have contemplated starting it <laughs> I, it's great it's really but great. It, it's like 10 episodes or seven I just episodes. don't know I just don't know if I need to know who those people all those people I kind of want to know who all those people are before I watch it is the thing. I didn't I didn't know who any of them were and I got introduced to them and it was really good and really okay. lovely and That's it was kind of to- it was it was kind of like my gateway to a lot of the other franchises uh... um it, it was delightful season two is a like depressing um in season two, yeah. they're they're in the they're in the Berkshires, and it's just like yeah, like haunted with brandy. Yeah, right? but but um, but yeah, season one, they're in the Turks and Caicos. It's like fun and and funny. But Kyle calls this one of the people on it, Cynthia from Atlanta, boring. She's like, oh, you're boring, and I'm like, then you're also like celebrating someone like calling telling a 14 year old to fuck off and you're like yeah but like she's so free and I'm like Kyle like come on so not just, boring <laughs> yeah like I don't know like she's just it's like yeah you're, she she calls she called her boring and then that same person tried to make this game it was like a sort of trivia game where it was just like it was like a drinking game they all had to come up with an activity every day and one of one of the questions in it was like vote on who's the prettiest and like it's kind of awkward whatever mm. Kyle flipped out was like this is inappropriate like basically tried to like shut the whole game down was like how uh-huh. dare you and so for like it's like she's just was so about herself and I'm like okay I get that that's unpleasant but then you're like yeah Erica like, I don't know I just think Kyle, of Kyle I'm like if I hear her say be honest one more time I am, be honest I'm going to like bang my head into the wall like I cannot hear her be just I'm just being honest Sutton just be honest I'm like Kyle uh-huh. you've never said an honest thing like in your life anyway oh yeah I said oh. it oh <laughs> and now we said it yeah and now we said it <laughs> Kyle if you're listening yeah I oh mean my that. god no. <laughs> um okay should we should we talk about Rita because because that was oh like, yeah I, I really want to hear what's going on here. I mean, well, okay. I guess I've been putting you like in the hot seat and asking your opinion for so like for me. No, I love it. For me with Rena, okay, like she is she is the villain. She plays the villain to me. Yeah, no, you don't wait. I thought Lisa Rena. We're talking about Lisa Rena. Lisa Rena. Yeah. Okay, go on. Go on. She just like <laughs> she just she just like antagonist. She just antagonizes people. She stirs up drama. I think whereas Kyle is trying to produce things like Rina's like, okay, we're going to put on the show and I'm going to be this character now. And like, she'll defend Erica to the death. And then at the same time, mm. she'll, when Garcelle was like, I feel like a bit uncomfortable because you guys have all been like friends for 10 years. And I feel like a little bit of the odd one out. She's like, I don't feel that way at all. Like just, it's like, <laughs> I just don't, I just find her to be just grating and wow. And just so like, yeah, just unnecessarily antagonistic. I'll say that. Wow. I love her. <laughs> Although, I, I that, love that for you. Now that you're saying this, I'm like, I'm like trying to go back in my head being like, what has happened this season with Lisa? I can't really like remember in the moment, but well, she I'm just, always, 
Yeah. I mean, she, well, it's not much has happened just yet. And like, you know, her mom died and, and whatever, mm-hmm. like that's kind of been her storyline, but she just, just Lois. To, Lois to make, <laughs> she's on the birds, but just to make like the thing about the sauce and like her starting this whole, like for Garcelle to be like, I am, I'm a black woman. I'm not friends with you guys. I'm new here. I feel out of place. She's like, no, that's not true at all. But then she's like, well, I have an issue with you because you didn't thank me for the sauce. And it's like, remember Harry oh. Hamlin made her sauce and, and she said right. she thanked them at the time, but didn't send like a follow-up text to thank them after. And she's like, Harry was right. really upset. I'm like, I don't think Harry even remembers any of this happening. Like I cannot see Harry Hamlin even clocking this. And I'm like, you're bringing this up almost to, like invalidate garcelle's feelings and be like well you didn't thank us for the sauce she's like well i did she's like well you didn't thank us again after i'm like lorena like come on i did i did forget about that (laughs) (laughs) listen i feel like i'm forgetting a few things specific instances but i just love watching her i just think she's so charismatic and so funny and so like such a presence that i always welcome on the on screen so yeah i think that's i think that's why i say like i love her I mean, I think some people are born to be on reality TV and I think she's one of them, like very much so. But just other things like that she's done kind of on the show and kind of off, like the way that she kind of like talks to her daughters or like just, I guess this is very um, like a generational difference, but like her daughter was like, please take this photo down that you put up of us. And she's like, I'm going to put up five more that are embarrassing. (laughs) Haha. Like, I'm just like, I guess that's just like, boomer mom stuff but I'm exactly but, but she doesn't realize that like millions of people see it <laughs> millions of people see it your your daughter had a very public eating disorder and like yeah. probably doesn't want her likeness put put out there to like millions of people so like it is it is like kind of that maybe like a kind of typical like parent interaction but also it's not when you're a celebrity so I don't know I just think mm-hmm. she's just like yeah own it baby like <laughs> <laughs> listen but, she's not perfect no, well, she's not. No, it is. She, she keeps she keeps things she keeps things interesting and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Are you a? Uh. Will you be a a purchaser of of Rina Beauty or Rina Rose? <laughs> in the future? Um. I, I'm not a purchaser of any of their products because I <laughs> I need much more evidence that they actually work before I invest some money in it. <laughs> you mean you don't think Rina's a chemist in the lab formulating makeup? <laughs> I uh, listen if I saw a picture of her in a lab coat I would believe it but <laughs> yeah she's um yeah I mean she slapped her name on. I I don't know even for the fans of her I don't know who's buying that makeup but anyway I I appreciate listen, all the all the best to them I like you know anyone oh. anyone's hustle I'm, well, I appreciate well when she did the depends ad and she's like it was a seven figure check I was like yes get that depends money like yeah I would do that like absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what actually Heather McMahon um she always jokes about how she just wants to be famous enough so that she can be offered like the diaper ads or like the Valtrex mm. ads she's like that's where the money's at you just do one of those and you're good for like five <laughs> like she's just like she's like that's what I'm like I'm just trying to get those offers I'm trying to get to that level of fame mm-hmm. <laughs> I love I love that like yeah I appreciate the hustle um mm-hmm. what do you think about Dorit what are your what are your, um, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> I I don't think her accent is fake like people say I don't think I think that's weird to say you are <laughs> like I have the controversial takes I guess you have the most fa- well like <laughs> am I the one with controversial takes because like the world doesn't revolve around me no it's just that our 
opinions are different, but this is what makes yeah. this is what is interesting. I'm like, yeah. you don't think her accent is fake? The t- no, I I think it's I think it's a perfect mix of like Israeli, um, a little bit of like European, like your European British and American. I'm like, that's exactly what that would sound like. I feel and well, I and and ri- like rich white woman, like add in rich white woman to the mix. I'm like, that's. There it is. Four that's, ingredients, bake a pie, and that's Tariq's accent. Oh, so funny. Well, to me, it's funny because when she gets mad, to, I, I notice that she, her accent is lost. Mm. I remember she was, like, making fun of Garcelle. Like, she kept talking about Garcelle. And 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 at one point, she was, like, kind of yelling at her and, like, imitating her. And her accent was gone. I was like, Dorit, like, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, oh. she's she is very, like, I'm an internet. I'm a, like... I'm, an I'm a citizen of the world. Yes, I love other cultures. Like when, when um, last season, Garcelle did this like dinner, this like Haitian dinner. She was like, oh, are these flowers from your culture? I was like, Doreen, stop, stop it. Like, don't be that. Just, just take, take it down a notch. Like, yeah. When you've traveled the world, you can speak in any accent you want. <laughs> That was one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite, like, of those intro, intro talking ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. To me, Dorit is, like, I don't find her interesting. I don't love her on my screen. But then she, I, she did redeem herself um, last week with Jamie Lee Curtis. That scene was just beautiful. I don't know if you... Yeah, that was fun. Those are the most chic wind chimes I have ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Dorit, like <laughs> she, she's just, I don't know. She, yeah, she, she's like putting on a play to no one all the time. Yes, exactly. And I love the, I find the fashion fun to watch too. Yeah. And it's funny too, because um, I just got a, I just got a message from a listener who was talking about dealing with finance people, like big time finance people. And they were like, it's interesting because the people that have like $50 million are usually like pretty normal, drive a Prius. It's the people with like $1 million that like have the logos, they're assholes, they're like yeah, very totally, ostentatious. Totally. And Dorit, like that's what it kind of screams, like I, re- rental Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton. I don't know, the, the logos. It, it is interesting. I know there's like, you know, the robbery is very tragic, but just the way that she's allowed to be traumatized. Like, Go I on. know. I, <laughs> But like, okay. Oh my God. I'm just, oh God. Oh, um, the one she was like, my, my father said when one single bee enters the room, like, I don't know. It just, she was like telling this story about a bee in the room. I don't know. It's just, it's very Dorit. Like this, she's like, this is my monologue. Like, I don't know. It's just like, clearly like they, they, they cut out a lot of it in editing, obviously, but it's, it's clear to me that she's someone who like is one of those people that like talks on and on and on and on and on. And that it's not a kind of person that I like to spend a lot of time around (laughs) someone who talks, that doesn't listen. So that um, I can imagine being a little frustrating. Oh, I, I don't think I could be friends with any any of these people except for Garcelle. Mm, but I Brian. would love I would love to hang out with Garcelle. She's the only <laughs> one. Actually, I wouldn't mind hanging out with like Garcelle and Sutton, like going for lunch and like seeing their dynamic. Wow. Who would you who would you like to go to lunch with? Lisa Renna. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like she'd be the most fun to go out to lunch with. <laughs> she's always oh, she's Whoa! always <laughs> she's always yelling. I <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I know we're we're sort of running short on time. For closing remarks, do you have any thoughts on Kathy? 
because Kathy hasn't been around much this season, but she is going to make yeah. a huge scene later on the season that seems to be focused yeah. around. We got the mid-season trailer with Rina saying, I locked myself in my room. Yeah. Like, it's very, um, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Right. Because last season, everyone loved her, but I kind of... I loved her, too. I loved her, too. Who didn't, like, her wandering around and being so bamboozled and everything. But then when I watched, like, when I watched the Paris Hilton documentary and just thought about, like, okay, she's this uber-wealthy person. Like, there is this past where we know, okay, she had her child, like, sent away or where she was Mm -hmm. snatched away in the night. Like, there's something, there's, like, something sinister maybe brewing. Um, And now it seems like, it seems like we're going to have a scandal that has to do with her saying a whole bunch of slurs and i'm like okay well i guess we can't be we can't be too shocked when any millionaire rich like white white lady who's basically been wealthy since she was 20 years old is uh turns out to be a bigoted person Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm i'm waiting to see what it is because i I never trust previews of reality tv but that's I'm a good very... point. That's a good point. I get swept up in them, but they they do such a good job with the editing, and they'll tease the I same know. thing over and over, and then it won't be that exactly, or it'll be like it'll be that, but it's from like a completely different context, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Garcelle in the mid season trailer said she could be on fire, and I wouldn't throw water on her, and I was like, who is that about? Yeah, I know. Ah! Uh, it's just it's just such a such an excellent piece of television it's just so shakespearean and i'm grateful that it exists me too yeah that's a good way to (laughs) and that seems like a great way to close is just like talking about what we're grateful for which is rhobh (laughs) you know for me like shitting on it for an hour um um eve this has been so fun so So lovely yeah um thank you so much for coming on today before before we go i just want you to tell everyone where they can find you Besides out on the street. From the I was just about to say, <laughs> wandering the streets of Montreal. If you're around, I will be there. Um, otherwise, Eve Parker Finley on any of the social media things. Also, same same name for music and everything. Yeah, and all that will be linked in our show notes. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for much. having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Au revoir, mes amours.